Have you ever wondered how attachment styles mess up or get involved in toxicity, especially when you talk about narcissism, like dismissive, fearful, avoidant, anxious, like how do these actually impact and affect? And are you dealing with someone who has a different attachment style or are you dealing with a narcissist? What does that actually look like? So today we're gonna dive into different pieces and hopefully we can break it down just a little bit to have it make more sense, have it be extrapolated a little bit further of how some of these different attachment pieces might affect uh, the narcissist that's in your life and step into what does it actually matter? What is the difference? Does it actually matter if they're like having these attachment styles or narcissistic? All right, so we'll dive into that. If you guys are new here, my name is Ben Taylor. I'm a self-aware narcissist on this channel to provide awareness of narcissistic abuse. The goal is to help giving you not just the awareness of the depths of it, but also the tools to be able to help break free and move forward. And this is why we have different challenges to try to be able to help people see a step-by-step process that we walk people through to reclaim your power and become the person you're called to be. If you're interested in understanding any of that, go to claritychallenge.net to be able to see more information on the challenges that we provide and how to be able to break free from the toxicity that is controlling you mentally and emotionally, not even physically, but just mentally and emotionally, you still feel stuck. All right, so when we dive into the piece of attachment styles and narcissism, like there's this whole like dance back and forth when we're talking about attachment pieces and narcissism in the form of insecurity of like, wait a second, this person might be insecure about this, narcissist might be insecure about this, hiding from the shame, the guilt, all the different pieces. So there's going to be pieces that cross over a lot. So Part of the attachment styles, you have to understand they're deeply rooted in patterns that influence how we connect. So like intimacy and like how we're interacting back and forth. But when you combine them with a piece of narcissism, oftentimes it will create like more complexity and different dynamics in it that make it even more confusing and harder to be able to work through. So walking through this a little bit, dismissive attachment with narcissism. What does it actually look like? And so when we talk about dismissive attachment, often I'm struggling with this piece of emotional vulnerability. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It sounds like a narcissist, right? And so struggling with like, how do I actually approach like doing this, communicating and like the emotional aspect of like actually showing up and um, bringing it to the surface. Uh, a lot of people struggle with this. It's not just narcissists, but they struggle with like, how do I actually be emotionally vulnerable with another person? Maybe because they've been hurt, uh, maybe because of things that have happened in their life, maybe because growing up, emotions weren't talked about or allowed in the family. It was just something that was shut down. What you have is you have a lot of people, survivors and narcissists that get emotionally constipated where basically all their emotions are just getting shoved down and they're not getting dealt with. They're not getting processed. So as a result, continues to spiral out. This is one of the tools that has been the most impactful for me is actually breaking apart those different emotions and combined with the stories that I believe. Doing that inside of the stacking software that we use inside of the Clarity Challenge has been one of the most powerful things that I use on a daily basis to break free mentally and emotionally from the stories that I'm telling myself. 
Well, with dismissive, you have this aspect again of struggling to connect emotionally, oftentimes pulling away and like distancing from other people. When you add this into the mix of narcissism, it might be someone that comes across with that inflated sense of self-importance to mask their own fears of intimacy or inadequacy. So it's like, this, like, let me pull back, let me hide, let me put a wall, a barrier emotionally in front of me and someone else so that they don't get close. Now, oftentimes you see this in the aspect of narcissism of like, let me put up a mask so that you don't get close enough to see who I actually am. If I can avoid you seeing who I actually am, then I might be able to keep the facade of the mask. This piece sometimes gets confusing for people, and I need you to understand for a moment, like it doesn't logically make sense to majority of people because it's not built on logic. Okay, so if we break it down really quick, a narcissist is concerned about their image, right? Like, I want to look a certain way. I want to look good. Now, underneath the mask, so back here is like the idea of like, okay, this is good, this is bad, okay? Right, wrong, or different, but this is good, this is bad. So then the narcissist is like, I'm ashamed that my mask doesn't actually match who I am. So if I actually let this mask down, people would see the stuff that's inside and they wouldn't like me and they would walk away. Like that triggers like abandonment, rejection, shame, all different types of pieces. Okay. So there's this incongruency, but then it goes back and forth of like, well, because I have the shame, then I have to build the mask up stronger. So people only see this. So they don't see it. Like it goes back and forth. Okay. But when we're talking through this aspect of the dismissive, it's like trying to be able to run away from or hide that emotional vulnerability of like, I can't show what's inside. I can't show what I'm feeling. I can't show what's going on. Couple that with narcissism and it makes it almost impenetrable to be able to figure out what's happening underneath the surface. So you might have this piece of a narcissist downplaying the the significance of emotional intimacy. Okay, while emphasizing their own achievements, their own importance of like, ah, it's not big of a deal. Look at me. Okay, kind of like smoke and mirrors. So then you move into the piece of the fearful avoidant attachment and couple that with narcissism. Okay, so fearful avoidant, think of it this way they oscillate between this aspect of like, I want connection and then the fear of rejection. Okay, so like back and forth, like, I want this, I'm afraid you're gonna leave. I want this, but I'm worried that this is gonna happen. And so you see different aspects of this in narcissism of like, oh, well, maybe I can manipulate to get to this person's commitment. Maybe I can get to this person where they're going to stay with me, uh, but I also don't want them to leave. Now, look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey, (sighs) well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. For me, there would be a piece of this that would run into BPD, borderline more, because you have this like fear of rejection or fear of abandonment of like, I want to get close, but I don't want to get close. Like I want to get close, but I'm afraid you're going to leave. So I'm going to do something that's going to try to manipulate you to stay because I like, there's all these levels to it. But it's this aspect of like being fearful and avoidant of going in and being like, hey, I want this connection, but I don't want you to leave and me get hurt. And so you have this again from hurt people, but then you also have this when you combine it with narcissism, it becomes really, really negative because then it ramps up in manipulation. Of like, let me manipulate so that I can get what I need so that you don't actually reject me. 
Okay, narcissists like would hate the aspect of rejection because then it's showing, oh, I reject you and your mask. And the narcissist is like, oh, they actually saw what was underneath. And so they realize that you're rejecting like multiple different aspects of them that they've been trying to hide. This is why exposure for a lot of narcissists is like the death of them because like they don't want to be exposed for the person that's actually underneath. Okay, so think of it this way. A fearful avoidant narcissist might alternate between the piece of like, oh, let me get validation from you and then, oh, let me push you away. Hey, we're together. Hey, we're not. The ups and downs, the highs and lows, the intermittent reinforcement, that would be a big piece of this, of where you'd have your narcissist be more along the lines of like, I want that validation. Why didn't you say you love me? Why didn't you call me? Why didn't you text me? Like, do you not care about me anymore? What's going on? And then like, go. So like, I don't want you anymore. Okay, using these all just as tactics to be able to maintain control and to be able to minimize the possibility that you reject them. So like, I'm still holding on, but I'm, but I'm moving back, but I'm still holding on, so I still have control of the situation. Narcissist doesn't want you to have control of the situation or walk away because then you're in charge and they're not, okay? Then you have the other piece of anxious attachment. So anxious attachment, uh, this style you're gonna see, see the piece of like seeking constant reassurance. Uh, more fear of abandonment in this piece too, of like, let me get reassurance from you. Now, when you put that into the aspect of narcissism, a lot of times you're getting more and more meshed in the manipulation, believing that your worth actually depends on meeting the narcissistic demands. Like this is where it gets confusing and hard for a lot of people because you're like, oh, but I'm better because I followed through and I did the thing that he wanted me to do. Therefore, he's going to stay with me. But it's all this like push pull. It's all this like peace going back and back and forth. Okay. But it's looking for this reassurance. Now you have a narcissist that does this as well. And you have like, well, he's looking for reassurance. He's looking for this validation. Oh, I didn't give it to him. So that's why he cheated. Like that's the whole thought process a lot of times that the narcissist will blame on you. Well, I needed this from you and you didn't give it to me. So this is what I did. So there's all this back and forth trying to confuse and manipulate you into staying in a toxic relationship while they keep doing what they want to do. Okay, think of it this way of like you might have a narcissist that's like seeking approval from you and validation and you start kids are really confused of like, wait a second, like I need to be there for him. Like he, he needs me in his life. He needs all these things because he's trying to put this web of like back and forth piece. Hopefully this makes sense. Uh, I feel like we're like skimming over this way too fast and we might have to do another video on it. Uh, when it comes down to it, are you dealing with someone with an attachment style or are you dealing with a narcissist? What I would say first and foremost is one, look through the nine DSM-5 diagnostic traits of a narcissist and see what matches up. That would at least give you a baseline of it, like, okay, this seems more narcissistic because I see all of these traits. Okay, you can go with that. The second piece is understanding like your attachment style so that you're not getting sucked into another relationship regardless of what that might be. The other piece that I want to bring up is at the end of the day, if that person is lying, is cheating, is doing things that are negative and doing things that are abusive, it doesn't really matter. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
okay? It's like, it doesn't matter if, oh, that's not a narcissist, he's just anxious avoidant. That's not a narcissist, he just has this attachment style. At the end of the day, what do you wanna sacrifice based on what you're willing just to give up? Because if people will sacrifice everything of being like, oh, it's okay, he only has X amount of traits and he's only abusive on days ending and Y, so maybe I should give him a chance because I'm pretty sure he just has an attachment issue versus actual narcissism. At least not full-blown narcissism, maybe it's just, and you start to justify the abuse that you're in. Now you start to justify it's okay that I'm getting treated this way when it's not. So I need you to understand at the end of the day, you need to look at your relationship and what is being demonstrated, the evidence that is there. Because otherwise you will struggle with the cognitive distance. You'll be like, I don't know what to believe. This is why going through Clarity Challenge is important for you to understand. We work with you to see the facts, not your truth, not his truth, not impressions, not ideas, not perspectives, but the facts of the relationship, what was demonstrated, what was done. Because if we can walk you through that process, it'll help you rewire your mindset so that you can ultimately be free. If that's something you want to do today, go to claritychallenge.net today to sign up and see how we actually walk people through the process of breaking free mentally and emotionally from the toxic person in their life.